I'm Ash. And I'm Heather. Welcome, Welcome to Pisces, Pisces Rising. Go deep or go home. We're two astrologers who both have Pisces Rising in our charts, and we want to talk about astrology with you. All right, welcome to Pisces Rising. We are back today. We're going to be talking about Mercury in the signs. We are in Virgo season. Mercury is the ruling planet of Virgo and Gemini, a great communication planet. Good to talk about for this next month to really get an understanding of how to embody it and really see the energy of Mercury. Yeah, so we'll be going through Mercury in each of the 12 zodiac signs. So this can be applied to your natal chart, your natal Mercury, the natal Mercury of people that you may know, or you can also apply it when Mercury is in each of the signs. You might notice some of these traits kind of coming up for you during these Mercury seasons. Mercury is the messenger, the planet of communication. It controls things like the nervous system. At least that's how I interpret it. I don't know if that's technical, but I have definitely seen people that have a strong Mercury in their chart have very intense and sensitive nervous systems. Mercury is about information, research, and the higher mind. It's a very fast-moving planet. It's the planet that's closest to the sun, so Mercury spends about two and a half, three weeks in a sign, typically. It's changing very rapidly, and Mercury's just about quick communication, movement, and we really do notice it when Mercury goes retrograde, for instance. Things do slow down. We can do a retrograde episode another time, but Mercury, we really do feel it. We feel its transits here on Earth a lot because it is closest to the sun and it's relatively close to Earth. A lot of the times Mercury will be where your sun sign is or a sign before or a sign after. Yeah, you will never have your Mercury opposite your sun, for instance. That just isn't physically possible. Mercury moves pretty much in step with the sun. Like Heather said, it's usually within a sign or two of the sun. I'll kick off Mercury and Aries because okay. yours truly, if you haven't noticed by the podcasts, the difference between Mercury and Aries and Mercury and Cancer, <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out. But the Mercury and Aries, I want to say that it gets me into trouble all the time, but I've actually really learned how to appreciate it. It's very direct and it is non-emotional. So a Mercury and Aries is just going to react to what they're seeing right away. And if they're emotionally reacting, it's going to be verbal. If they're mentally reacting, it's going to be verbal. And there's no sugarcoating with a Mercury in Aries. There is a lot of information there. There's a command to the speech. There's a boldness. And there's a lack of fear, I think, when it comes to communicating. And I experienced that as, as well. Like I have, for many years, did feel anxiety about communicating. And what I found is when I embodied the Mercury in Aries and I embodied the naturalness of it, instead of having the other parts in my chart bring pain or consider what somebody else would do with the communication if it is just about myself and I don't have to if what I'm saying is not going to affect somebody else because it's not rude and it's just what I'm feeling it is very strong I know how I feel and I know how to talk about it and a Mercury in Aries if they know how they feel they know how to deliver what they're feeling and it does appear to be confrontational, but really it's effective. It's a way of saying how you feel, getting it out of your body, and being very, very, very honest. 
and very truthful with yourself and then with who you're communicating to. There's just a raw honesty to it. Uh, Mercury and Aries are definitely not liars. And if there is like, or even white liars. And if there is something that appears to be a lie, it's probably because they didn't process what they were saying and it just spat out of their mouth and then they changed their mind, which is a, a thing as well. I'm actually going to stop because I could go on about it forever. So you can go. <laughs> yeah, Mercury and Aries is definitely blunt, very direct. I have noticed your Mercury and Aries working with you and especially seeing people who have more sensitive placements, maybe more water, Mercury's will sometimes be surprised at the way that you interact. I've seen it in the shop, for instance. Like if somebody asks you, you know, a question, you're just like very to the point, like, no, we don't have that. And then they're just like, oh, like, okay. Cause a lot of people will sugarcoat things. They'll be like, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We don't have, you know, but you are just like, no, we don't have that. And it's just very matter of fact, it's very direct. And it's, I really appreciate that because it's just very honest and very clear. And I think that it's interesting you mentioned if you picked up on our Mercuries in this podcast, because when you listen to podcasts, you're going to really notice the Mercury signs of the people, maybe even more than their sun sign, because it's a means of communication. It's a means of direct thought through voice. And so you may notice our Mercury signs almost more than our sun signs. And for all the podcasts you listen to, you may notice that too. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's definitely direct expression. Plus Mercury, because it's about information and communication, that's what the podcast is all about. One other thing to mention about the Mercury and Aries, and I think I mentioned this in another episode. One of my uh, pen pals pointed this out to me that has a Mercury and Aries is they will adapt to the way that somebody else kind of needs to listen because they don't want to offend you. So they do learn how to communicate with you. Like after a little while, if you're somebody that needs to, okay, here's a perfect example. I read for a bunch of Tauruses yesterday and I knew that because I was reading for Tauruses, I had to slow down my pace of communication. And this is the way that I communicated. I was very excited in the beginning talking about Mercury and Aries, so you will notice the tone in my voice be like, yay, Mercury and Aries, this is all the stuff. But when I speak to Tauruses, I slow it down. My readings become much more methodical because I know that they need to receive the information. And if I just keep the channel open fast and quick, I don't change what I'm going to say. I just change the tone of how I say it so they can take it in, so they can receive the information. And what that does is it makes me appear more professional and considerate, and I know it's going to be more effective for the person that I'm reading for, because I'm taking note. If I just spew and talk like my husband says that I sometimes sound like a machine gun <laughs> when I talk and I need to like slow down the information, he has a Taurus moon, if I don't slow down the information, it is not going to be effective to the individual that I'm reading for. So I do adapt communication. A Mercury in Aries will adapt communication because they believe the information is important. Yeah, so that's a good segue into Mercury in Taurus because Mercury in Taurus is much more methodical in the way that they speak and think they are going to be a little bit slower in their communication style than Mercury and Aries. 
they express the way they think and feel in very tangible ways. So they're not gonna be quite as colorful or metaphorical in their speech. They're gonna be very direct and based around reality and their senses. You may notice a Mercury and Taurus being very concerned about communicating their level of comfort, making sure you're comfortable. They want to make sure that the room temperature is correct, that everyone is feeling good. And they're gonna be more focused on things like that rather than sort of abstract concepts in speech. Yeah, detail-oriented. They might speak in a, in a slower tone themselves or, or not necessarily in a motto tone, but even keeled where other signs will jump around in voice. Tauruses can really carry a tone. And actually, they also might be singers. A lot of Mercury and Taurus energy could be could be singers and have a way with music. And the comfort that Ash described is so true. Loud noises might disturb them, talking very calmly. ASMR is a very kind of Taurian concept, just talking very smoothly and softly and in a way that's just relaxing. I don't know, this might be a little more Libra, but I feel like Tauruses do this too. A Mercury and Taurus might be prone to complimenting you because they're ruled by, Tauruses are ruled by Venus. So they, it's, it's either, maybe it's more actually less than compliments, but more like noticing the beautiful things around you. So they might comment on the roses or the green grass or the color. Again, that attention to detail, um, specifically with light and what's beautiful about the situation. Yeah, they're very keyed into their environment, so they're going to notice when things are off. They're not necessarily going to be only focused on what's pleasant, but if something's unpleasant, they're gonna be focused on fixing that because they want to feel good. They want you to feel good, ultimately. So they'll express their desire to change certain things. But overall, I feel like Mercury and Taurus is pretty are pretty pleasant for the most part. They can be stubborn, they might have a harder time changing their mind about certain things. It's a little bit less flexible and shiftable than the Mercury and Aries can be. Mercury and Gemini? Yes. Well, really chatty. Oh, yeah. Intelligent. Do a lot of research, bring the information. I would also say that a Mercury and Gemini would be a fast talker. Yes, a lot of ideas coming out at once, maybe jumping from topic to topic in the middle of a sentence even. Tangents, going off on little tangents. Yep, maybe even a little bit getting distracted in communication, even though they know and remember information-oriented things. Not emotion, but information. So if they read a fact in a magazine, they will deliver that fact shortly after and then maybe deliver that fact 10 years after. Yeah, they can carry a lot of different threads at once in their mind and they kind of expect you to be able to keep up so they'll be talking about one thing and then all of a sudden they'll start talking about another thing and if you're kind of left in the dust they'll be like come on keep up with me you know they're just they're very fast thinkers they're very good at being able to multitask in some ways mentally definitely yeah the, the also other thing too is in a very strange way Mercury is about receiving information or lack of receiving, depending on what sign it's in. With Gemini, if the information that you are talking about, if it's in a more academic or intellectual concept, they will listen better than if you are telling them how sad you are because your feelings are hurt. Right. So the reception of it, specifically with Geminis, is fact. And they might even look at emotion with curiosity or as a fiction. 
yeah, they could maybe get behind emotion if they can come at it from a more philosophical point of view or even a psychological point of view, they could maybe get behind it then. But if it's just on like a feelings level, it's gonna be hard. I know a couple people with Mercury and Gemini and neither of them like poetry. Oh, wow, that's yeah. really surprising. So I don't know if that's a Mercury and Gemini thing. I think maybe because poetry can sometimes be more emotional and it's more abstract and it's a little more metaphorical. And a lot of the Geminis I know like to read nonfiction specifically. They like to learn, they like to be sure that what they're taking in is almost real so that they can kind of categorize it later and use it to expand their knowledge of what's kind of practical and applicable. Yeah, that's very true. And they will learn fast if they can use it regularly. Yeah, exactly. It's not that they only like what's realistic necessarily, because I know a lot of people with Mercury and Gemini that are interested in sort of spiritual or you know like alien type theories but they want to read about people's experiences rather than like science fiction you know I feel like that's the difference there you got to kick off mercury and cancer okay yeah so mercury and cancer usually very soft-spoken very gentle very much conflict avoidant always wants to smooth over the situation sometimes can come across as very passive, possibly passive aggressive and lower expressions. Definitely focused on being gentle and making sure other people are comfortable around them. They don't want to be threatening, they don't want to be bossy, they're going to be sure that their words are helping people to feel comfortable. Mercury is one of those planets, I believe, that does not really enjoy being in a water sign. So basically, that kind of just represents everything that Ash just said. Mercury, this planet of information, is in an emotional and tender place. And a place that really cares about emotion, cares about how they feel, and cares about how other people feel. So there's almost like a, a, a cancellation or a snap or something that happens when Mercury is in Cancer, even more so than in Scorpio and Pisces, because Scorpio has the strength and Pisces just don't give a fuck. So the Mercury in Cancer is most likely going to be, and you could you could correct me if you don't experience this, but be overly considerate in communication and almost rehearse their conversations in their head if they have to have a hard conversation they're going to worry about it until the conversation is done and then when it comes to the point of having that conversation when it's a tougher conversation about maybe expressing how they feel it it's going to be something that burdens them they'll be nervous to do it and then when they do it they might not feel better or lifted like when you finally have expressed or spewed what you needed to, uh, Mercury in Cancer is going to be like overthinking what they said. Oh my God, did that person respond to me poorly? Did they not understand? Or was I too soft in it and they just didn't get my point and they're going to continue to walk all over me? But Mercury in Cancer is definitely poetic, definitely soft and gentle and diplomatic, 
nurturing. I feel like uh, people who mother from a mercury in cancer, that's a great way to teach your kids, to teach them about emotion, to teach them about communication, to teach them how to listen. Mercury and cancers are great listeners. They will listen and they will also empathize. If anything, the cancer energy forces mercury to empathize as opposed to disconnecting mercury. So the cancer is better for mercury than mercury is for the cancer, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's all spot on. I feel like I really relate to that. And sort of in contrast to Mercury and Gemini that we were talking about, I think that Mercury and Cancer learns best and retains information if there's an emotional component to it. So whereas, you know, we were talking about Gemini would want to read about people's experiences, Mercury and Cancer will retain the information better if they can apply it to an emotional situation they've had, an emotional situation that a friend or family member has had, or if they can kind of come at it from a healing perspective. Mercury and Cancer is very much like a pacifist. They do not want to cause anyone any pain. If they do if if they do feel that way, it's because they feel like they've been wronged, they've been hurt, but they're not going to come at it directly. They're going to use every ounce of subtlety they have to get you to say it. They will not call you out on anything, which is both nice and it's also not great at times. Yeah, it could be very taxing on the individual. I know as a Mercury in Cancer, I forgive really easily, but all it takes is somebody coming at me with gentleness and kindness, and I will forget like anything they've, they've done to me. But until that comes, I'm going to assume they're mad at me, and I'm not going to interact with them because I don't want to have that awkward conversation. So when we talk about planets, the, the planets that may be farther away, they're still effective. All planets created equal for sure, but some planets are more apparent and in your face, like the sun the rising and Mercury. So when you are listening to our podcast, especially this podcast, know that the information is so useful and effective and obvious that you will be able to see it in effect and you will be able to take the bullet points of what we're saying and use them on a regular basis. So if, if you're one of those people that's just like, I just want to know about my Mercury, and you're fast forwarding or rewinding and listening to, to yours, Mercury is also very helpful and effective in communicating with other people. So if you want to improve your relationship, and we actually know that you guys listen to all of our podcasts, I'm not even suggesting you do that, because we, we can tell that it's going well. But if you really want to learn how to communicate with people, listen to all these Mercuries. It's going to be very, very, very helpful in not only who you are, but even more helpful to your relationships and how people communicate and how they receive information. Yeah, because you can almost check the Mercury sign of people that you're close to and see how their learning style might be different than yours. It can help. It can also help in school, I feel like, because different kids with their different Mercury placements are going to learn in very different ways. And it can be useful if you're a teacher or if you have children to be aware of that. Mercury and Leo. Mm. Roar. Yeah. They are outspoken, talkative, very supportive, and 
I think supportive is a good word because they're encouraging. I- I- encouraging, that's the same as supportive. Yeah. They're very similar. They're very positive. They are really good at spinning things in a positive light, for sure. I feel like they get really excited about things. They're very exuberant in the way they talk, maybe very theatrical. They use a lot of interesting emphasis in their speech and communication. They may be very dramatic at times. They could be really expressive and kind of over the top yeah they're not gonna hold back they might take a little longer to process than a mercury and aries but they will still spill it and spray it when they're feeling it they're also really loud and they take up a lot of vocal space so you might notice a mercury and leo as a public speaker or someone that moves their body or gesticulates a lot, moving their hands, moving their body, doing more than just words. They're very maybe rambunctious when they're on a tangent and there'll be the sign that interrupts and you don't want to interrupt them because they'll they'll take note of that. So sometimes (laughs) you might find that the information is one-sided or they don't necessarily receive or listen as well. Mercury and fire sign in general, they're not going to be the best listeners. You want to look to see if there are other softer things in their planets like Venus or if Mars is in the water sign. That might mellow it out, but straight up Mercury and Leo or Mercury and a fire sign is going to talk a lot louder and more than they listen. They're going to be able to output but not necessarily receive the information. Ooh, and another note about fire signs, Mercury in fire signs, not me because of all my Pisces, but the Mercury in a fire sign, especially in Leo, you're going to notice a know-it-all energy. And I want to add to you saying that they don't always listen. They will listen if the information affects them. They will suddenly be completely drawn into what you're saying if they have a way to apply it to themselves. Like, let's say I was talking about Mercury in all the signs to a Mercury in Leo. They might zone out while I'm talking about Mercury and Aries through Cancer, but as soon as I get to their Mercury and Leo, they're, they're hanging on every word I'm saying because it affects them and they want to hear about themselves. Yep, that's a really great point. And they actually are good at compliments, too. They oh, are good yeah. at complimenting other people. Probably one of the better signs because they notice the positive and they notice what's bright. And they do have an attention to detail and to things that are loud and obvious and like it. Yeah, they're very good at directing. They could be good directors or leaders in that way. They have a very specific eye for what they want and they are excited to work with other people, but they can get bossy for sure. They can definitely be bossy because they can have a harder time compromising. But they are decisive mm-hmm. too. The And Mercury and Fire will be also be decisive, especially Leo, probably the most decisive placement of Mercury. Yeah. They know what they want, never really waffling around. Mercury and Virgo. Shy? Yeah. I feel like that's one of the shyer placements for Mercury. Even though Mercury rules over Virgo, it's kind of a more internal Mercury because it makes their mind very active and they're thinking a lot and they're processing a lot, but they might not necessarily be speaking a lot depending on the other placements. I could see a Mercury in Virgo being more vocal, but generally speaking, I feel like it could more often than not result in being shy or seeming shy. 
Seeming shy. Seeming totally. shy. Taking it in and receiving because they like information. But when you know them, I, I do think that they can kind of go off on on tangents and give their opinion and actually they're like in the closet opinionators they when they do feel comfortable around you they will share their opinion they're also again this is another comfort thing you might not notice this right away but I would say that if you know them really well you will notice they are incredibly sarcastic and they have a dark quality like for example lots of mercury well I don't know if you look at this as dark I find it a little disturbing but also very interesting a lot of mercury and Virgos I know collect roadkill roadkill like yeah like for art and for like you know well okay roadkill like dead animals not necessarily like splattered out roadkill but like you know a crow like one time I was walking with my friend Sam uh-huh. and we were she thought she saw a dead crow and she got so excited and had like a burlap bag in her car to like run to it and take it and harvest it she finds these animals she puts them in burlap bags and buries them in the ground and then a year later digs them up and uses their bones for her art wow interesting and has no problem touching them she knows all the anatomy oh wow of them Almost scientific. So, yes it's yeah. totally science it but it's just really funny to see this you know friend who's like soft and tender all of a sudden like run after a crow that she thinks is dead that is interesting yeah I feel like they can be kind of morbid Uh, they might be interested in weird subjects like maybe possibly like true crime and things like that just because mercury and scorpio also but mercury and virgo for a more like in a yeah, like in a more scientific way because they're interested in like the mechanics of how somebody could do that and what the, you know, what led somebody to do that. There's a weird, dark curiosity there. It's their ruling planet. Yeah. You know, and I know that I actually really like your take on how the ruling planet is technically Gemini's and Virgo should be Chiron. Yeah. That's you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I... Yeah, if I haven't mentioned that on this podcast before, I think that Chiron should be the ruler of Virgo, the modern ruler. To me, it makes perfect sense. Do you ever read a chart incorporating Chiron as a ruling planet of Virgo when you're reading Virgos? I definitely think about it, but I, I don't completely rule out Mercury just because it's been the ruling planet. But I, I consider it for sure. Fast learners. Yeah, and likes to learn. Very curious. Likes data information and facts similar to Gemini but way less random so like a Mercury in Virgo is going to have their interests and know everything about those interests where a Mercury in Gemini is just interested in everything so a Mercury in Virgo academically might thrive especially if they're going to school to be a doctor and everything is medical focused and and actually that's a great example because Mercury in Virgo's love health and love systems, nervous systems, biological systems, scientific systems. They're into the information of what they are interested in that they need to be perfectionist about it. Yeah, they like to memorize things. They like to memorize data. They might actually be interested in astrology too because it's an established system that they can learn and they like to learn about existing systems. Yeah, I actually know a lot of Mercury and Virgos who are great at articulating astrology in a very simple way Mm. in like the one sentence that like they do this and you're like whoa yes yeah right Libra yeah so Mercury and Libra they are I think Heather mentioned earlier they're very complimentary they will notice 
aesthetics especially. So earlier we said Mercury and Taurus will notice certain things about how you look or how the room is put together. Mercury and Libra is very much the same way and they're going to really pour on the compliments. They love to make people feel good. They love to sort of soften the energy of a situation kind of similar to Mercury and Cancer because they want to avoid conflict as well. Poetic, diplomatic, they're actually so good at talking about super shitty things in a way that is very receivable. They're not angry. They're not righteous. They literally can understand in a way the negative thought process of the other person. So they might not come at them, but gently just talk about the way that they feel and express themselves in such a way that they can convince you otherwise by the example of what they're describing instead of forcing their opinion on you. And they're also really good listeners. They take into consideration what you say without judgment. For sure. They're very gentle in their speech, but they can also sometimes play the devil's advocate. Not not in a really troublesome, mischievous manner, but they will do it sometimes to get you to consider another side because they try to balance. So if they see you swinging too far to one side, they will sort of present an alternate viewpoint, even one they don't necessarily agree with, just to kind of bring you back to center. Because they really love things to be even feeling. They love to feel emotionally centered. I forgot about that devil's advocate. Yeah. That's 100% right on. They are heads and tails all the time, constantly seeing both perspectives of things to the point where they're going to be very indecisive because they see both perspectives all the time at the same time. Libras love information as it is. They are Venus-ruled people, but the way that I look at them as ruled by Venus, yes, relationships are important to them. They also have a relationship to learning and a relationship to knowledge, and that's what they love. That's where their Venus comes out. How can I become this encyclopedia? And that's why their speech can be so beautiful. I mean, the Libra is like Ani DeFranco. Some of her lyrics are just extraordinary, and they're about humanity and helping the, the world, and it's, they're about darkness and light within all of her songs. They address so much. Oh yeah, so they can be very indecisive. I notice Mercury and Libra will sometimes gauge what you want rather than telling you what they want, just because they kind of want to see where you're at, and then that can sometimes be very infuriating because they won't ever tell you what they want they can kind of go with the flow pretty easily but they never really say what it is that they want or at least more unconscious mercury and libras will not that was great i've actually never thought about that before but now that you say that i so notice it yeah yeah you know you'll be like what do you feel like doing and they're like hmm well what do you feel like doing like they'll kind of redirect the question back to you and yeah yeah it is. It's, it almost seems like they don't necessarily think for themselves, but they think about what you're thinking about and embody it. Yes. And they can almost have a very different presentation depending on who they're around. Libras in general have this, but Mercury and Libra especially, they will talk in a different way to mirror the person that they're with. Did we mention that Mercury is also so much about writing? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think we did, but yeah, definitely. Writing is... Absolutely. So yeah, notice it in your favorite writers. Look up their Mercury placement. You might notice that in addition to their sun sign. 
Nicholas Sparks is a writer, Libra writer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they focus a lot on romance and relationships in their writing. Yeah. Mercury and Scorp. Sting, Ooh. sting. Yeah. Very direct, very intense. They have the one-liners. Different than the one-liners of Aries. Their one-liners, it's like you don't realize they're listening to you and they're listening to every word, but they just don't like to get into the emotional drama of situations. They would rather internalize that. So just when you're at your wit's end and you really need help, they provide that one-line sentence that shows you that they've been listening to you for the past five years And it's like usually a one-liner on how to heal your life, but it hurts. It stings, and it's the truth. Absolutely. Yeah, they can seem, they can probably come across as shy seeming too, just because they are not going to be talking just for the sake of talking. Everything they say will mean something, and it will be very calculated and well thought out. They are not going to just ramble. They're not going to think out loud. Anything they say is accurate to how they feel and is going to be a deep expression of truth for them. And they also take you in. So they they do come off as shy, but it's sometimes intimidating because it's more of an observance where they just stare at you with direct eye contact and don't say anything. So it's like, are you shy or are you... Do you hate me? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they might, it might seem like, especially to someone with mercury and cancer like me, I might be like, oh my God, this person hates me. I'm scared of them. And then it turns out that they're just that's just how they are and they don't hate me (laughs) yeah because they're just looking at your soul and evaluating the information and knowing they know that it's way less about what you say Mm -hmm. than what's inside you Mm -hmm. and if you are a liar a mercury in scorpio is a human lie detector oh yeah they're gonna know for sure also interested in darker things they might be curious about the darker side of the human psyche they're not going to be afraid to talk to you about you know shadow stuff so like if you had a really terrible childhood mercury and scorpio is a good person to talk to you about that they'll listen they won't be freaked out by some of the more graphic things that you share and i think they're actually kind of interested in subjects like that they want to help to get to the bottom of motivations and intentions so they're good at helping you process things like that i feel like mercury and scorpio could be a really good therapist yeah and they're, they're also really into the occult, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can be very psychic. Their accuracy with their one-liners might actually freak you out at times because it's so intuitive and so spot on. Yeah, and even if they do those one those one-liners could also not even come from what you say, but just from observing you for years or months or however long they observe you. Yeah. Know that they are always taking it in. Oh, so yeah. they're mentally doing something even though there might be a silence there. And they have strong handshakes and direct eye contact. Mercury and Sag. Okay. Uh, Blunt, fun, funny, distracted. They might dodge their eyes around a lot when you're talking to them. They might jump from topic to topic. So they're like half sentencers. Mm. Um, Actually, I love sometimes communicating with Sagittariuses in the sense of like, you can just say half of what you want and they'll say half. And like the conversation will be just half sentences but it, you'll understand and, each other yeah 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 totally uh, because it moves quick they move quick they're very quick communicators and they do love information conversation and philosophy for sure they do like to talk and they like to think 
and they like to think outside the box. So I would say even more so than Libras, and I completely agree with what you said about Libras, but even more so than that, they are devil's advocate. Yeah, they are in a more mischievous way, whereas Libra will use it as a tool to get you to consider the other side. Sagittarius will do it to kind of like stir the pot a little sometimes yeah. because they're interested to see what will happen. They like to kind of experiment and they don't always think it out very well. But if I said this, oops, you know, they're, they're, they're also very <laughs> blunt and they're lighthearted enough that they can get themselves out of trouble really easily. They're really good at talking their way out of trouble. Yeah, they're charming, especially the men. Really reactive, but not very emotional. And I think that that throws people off because people look at them as emotional and will back off because they don't want to deal with the reactivity when a Sag is just processing and moving to the next thing and doesn't actually give a shit. Very joyful, actually. Yeah, really lighthearted, good to talk to. They're really good at brainstorming. They can come up with a bunch of different solutions and ideas just off the cuff. They're good to kind of talk through theoretical stuff with, like, hmm, I kind of want to move to Europe. And Sagittarius will be like, well, let's unpack that. Like, what, you know, let's think about what you would do while you were there. And they could just kind of go with that kind of unrealistic conversation. Even if you don't actually plan on doing it, they'll like entertain it and come up with a million things you could do while you're in Europe or whatever. Oh my God, that is so true. I always call my Sag best friend if I'm undecided on something. I'm like, what do you think of this? And then I'll just hear her talk about it out loud and I'll be able to make up my mind because we'll be able to explore every single option or possibility. Yeah, and they won't get attached to one. They're able to kind of fully go down each path and present it to you without being like, you should really do this. Like they're not, they're just going to kind of talk it over. Yeah, Kara even always says, I could always see both sides of the story. I could always understand. Or if somebody talks to her, she's like, okay, I know there's another side. So even if she's getting somebody's opinion, she always is considering the other side simultaneously when she's intaking this person. All right. Merck and Cap, did we cover everything with Sag? I feel like we did. Yeah. Um, Merck and Cap. Mercury and Sag is probably one of the funniest signs for Mercury to be in, but Mercury and Cap can be funny too in a really dry way. Yeah. Like totally dry, like you're not even sure that they're making a joke, but it's just like really hilarious. Just like deadpan, it hits you later after you've laughed, you're like, that was actually really hilarious. Yeah, Mercury and Capricorn, very direct, very realistic in their speech. Unemotional, completely aloof. Yeah, they might not smile much. They might not inflect much, maybe kind of monotone in their speech. They will not really be as into theoretical, abstract ideas. They're going to want to talk about what's realistic. They may be a little gloomy in their speech at times. Look at the negative first. A little self-deprecating maybe, but they might use that as humor too. Yeah, they totally live in reality. They do have good perspective, but they also might be prone to taking the easy way out to avoid drama. Mm. So they don't often take risks. They don't base decisions off of their emotions and potentially even look at that as a dangerous concept and avoid doing it to their detriment. Yeah. Yeah, they might like to schedule everything out they don't really like surprises and they will communicate in a way that is very clear and will not surprise you they're going to make sure that you know where they're at with everything and they'll be very clear about everything they're doing so that you know what to expect they're satire funny and maybe a little slapstick funny in the context of performing 
it's not silly, goofy, like I'm going to be grinning, you know, type of vibe. It's more, it's more intelligent. It's witty. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you were saying about the realizing it five, five hours later, like, oh, they made a joke and that's what, it, you know, yeah. it's like the reading in between funny and, and witty. But there is also this kind of like slapstick mode. Uh, who are the Three Stooges? The Three oh, Stooges, oh, the three like Stooges, this, yeah. like they almost have this like oafiness to their body and this heavy step. So sometimes, if they are performers, they will perform like puppets. If you would think of the way Godzilla steps, or just this big oafish, like I wish you guys could see my body right now because I could do it, but I don't know that I could explain it. Like shruggy shoulders, Eeyore, like ugh. physical. It's physical comedy. Yeah. Or, like, gets a pie in the face. You know, it's, like, that type <laughs> yeah. of vibe. Yeah. Okay. Mercury and Aquarius. Mercury and Aquarius is very... It's kind of weird. Like, they... It's also aloof. Yeah, aloof, for sure. Unemotional. But can sometimes surprise you. Often will surprise you in the way they communicate. They can be really quiet and turned off for a while and then all of a sudden they'll be excited about something and we'll just like talk about it for an hour and then they're just quiet again for a while it kind of goes up and down on and off I am almost stumped and I feel like I haven't even thought of a Mercury and Aquarian that much at all now that we're doing this episode and we're at the spot but I do think that Mercury and Aquariuses have a thing with technology mm. and a thing with electricity for example they'll sh- they'll get shocked Yep. And they're, they carry, and you'll see them like kind of spark. And they might be really great with technology, really great with a computer and fix something frozen just by coming next to it or shut it down. I mean, they're ruled by Uranus. And Mercury and Uranus kind of get along. They're both very electric planets, they're both very buzzy, fast moving. Yeah, so fast moving that that might be where some of the silence is coming from because they're just kind of on to the next thing. So when they're bouts of silence, they're definitely thinking and projecting forward into the future. Yeah, like if they're silent, it's not necessarily because they are shy or they're like concerned about what you're going to think. They're just in their own head and they're figuring out problems in their head. And sometimes I notice my dad has a Mercury in Aquarius in addition to a couple other planets in Aquarius. And I really would feel it sometimes where he'd be on the computer and I'd come in and I'd talk to him and he would just not be listening at all because he's completely focused in what he's doing. And then he would just be like, what? Like 10 minutes into what I'm saying. And I'd be like, oh. And then I, I quickly learned, you know, you have to approach him when he's ready to receive you because they're so in their own mind sometimes figuring out other stuff and like working out problems that they can't deal with something unless it's especially if it's emotional they're going to be like that's really not that interesting to me they can be a little bit they'll shut down emotions pretty pretty fast like if you come at them emotionally they will just wall it up yes yes now I'm thinking of like 20 different examples yeah they will put up a wall and you have to approach them almost from a logical point of view or a point of view that is different enough that they are intrigued by what you're saying and you almost just have to like present it in that manner they just might not know how to react to your emotion and they they resent feeling like they have to react emotionally back like they just don't want to deal with that at all they are the best ignorers straight up ignorers of the zodiac the mercury specifically mercury in aquarius oh yeah and they might ignore you for like the rest of your life yeah, 
oh no for sure and like if you want to continue being friends with them you might have to really be the only person putting in the effort yeah yep okay mercury and pisces yeah they're ignoring too or something but in a more annoying way because they'll just like fucking vaporize like you'll be talking to them about something important that'll help you if they feel like it and if they don't feel like it they're gone yeah they kind of flow with the wind it depends on where their interest lies and there's no way to consistently make sure that their attention is held because it really just depends on their mood it depends on the weather it depends on the day it just depends on there's no way to predict it it's just really all over the place yeah imagination they're like ruled by their imagination they don't live in reality i would say a mercury in pisces lives less in reality than a sun in pisces and they might have a hard time communicating their reality to others or they might be really gifted at it they might be a great writer of like fantasy worlds fantasy books they could be really good at kind of coming up with a really unique communication style but they could also be one of those people that wanders in to a store and just starts talking to themselves just because they can be so in their own world they would be really good with children Mm -hmm. and with communicating with kids and with play yeah Um, possibly writing kids books maybe do you think a pisces mercury would be poetic as well absolutely yeah i think they're very gentle they're idealistic romantic they might be, yeah, interested in, like, higher ideals of that. So I think that come out in poetry and song. And, yeah, childlike in the way that they might have a hard time dealing with the practical aspects of life. So I feel like they would be really good with kids because they can kind of connect on that sort of free-spirited, playful level with them. Intuitive. Yeah, very much so. Also lives in another realm and speaks with that other realm. The difference is they probably do that more than Aquarius. They probably live in that other world or... No, maybe not. But but I know Aquarians is a little more intellectual. Their world is a little more sci-fi and alien-like, where a Pisces world is a little more like, where am I? I'm a mermaid. I'm a unicorn. I'm a Godzilla, you know? Yeah, like Mercury and Aquarius is thinking, they're in another world trying to think about how to bring that world back to this world, whereas Mercury and Pisces is just trying to escape to the other world. Yeah. They don't want to bring it back here. They just want to go to the other one. Yeah. Talking to ghosts. That's another oh, thing. Yeah. Mediums. Mercury and Pisces, mediums. Yeah, very much so. Channels, really good at tarot. Yeah, talking to ghosts, that's a really good example. They'll probably find it easier to talk to ghosts and help ghosts cross over than talking to humans about human problems. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I know a lot of Pisces that practice psychopomp, I think it's called, which is a shamanic term for bringing spirits that are stuck in limbo to the other side. Mm. In what I've actually done it before a couple times. My Pisces son has done it. I don't have a Mercury in Pisces, but it's just taking that piece of your soul in your body and then matching up with the spirit that's stuck in limbo. So like you would go find them and be like, oh, your vibration is here, stuck in this corner of this really own home. Let's go. Let's remove this old thought form from this world and carry it up to the other world or dissolve it. I love that. Um, It's fun. That sounds great. Unless it's something sucky, but normally it's fun. Well, you you feel like you're really helping, you know, to lift the vibration, not just for that spirit, but for all of us. All right, maybe we should wrap up. It's starting to rain outside. And I want to talk about our class real quick. Yes. Okay, so we're teaching our first online class. It's going to be for... Wednesdays in a row. It's going to be starting September 23rd, and then it'll be September 30th, October 7th, and October 14th. And the class is called Beyond the Elementary. It's a tarot class based off astrology, based off the elements, 
air, water, fire, earth. And we're just going to go deep into it, talking about it from a perspective of the elements and how they affect your life and what to look for, and then each individual card. Yeah, so you can sign up for one class or you can get a discount and do all four. It's going to be online through Zoom. And anyone who signs up will have the opportunity to ask questions live in class or maybe get a couple cards pulled for them as an example. And if you can't make it live, still sign up because we're going to send out a video link for everyone so you can keep watching later on. And I'm going to throw the link to sign up for the class in the description for this episode. You can also find us on social media and we'll be posting about it there. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pisces Rising. To send us a request for a celebrity chart or a topic, or to get a reading with us or see our upcoming classes, you can find us on Instagram at Pisces Rising Podcast, email us Pisces Rising Podcast at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook. Have a magical day.